Who are you? I'm busy. I have a lot of work to do. That's not your work. It can't be your work. You haven't done that work before. It's not your work. Who am I? I'm none of your business. It can't be your work. What? My business is the business of the whole world, where I'm going to find the corruption and stupidity, and I'm going to do it now. (laughs) Fuck's sake. Thing, the podcast that would love to try your wine. I'm Paul Findings. I'm a magical day. <laughs> it's the last week of regular episodes for this decade, and after mm. the misery of the Nan movie, uh, we figured Ugh. that we were owed a slice of the sublime. By the world. It, the, the Sabrine. Mm. It's Neil Breen's Sabine. 2013 science fiction experience, Fateful Findings. Yeah. I was given paranormal powers as a child. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! You were given a power. Others want to take this from me. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. This is the third of Breen's five films to date, after Double Down, and I am here now. Uh, Breen, you have to pronounce the ellipses. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Which is what he does in all of his scripts. Uh, this is a, pent- a <laughs> he pentology. Writes them in. <laughs> Imagine if you looked at a Neil Breen script and it was written exactly as it was performed. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's amazing. Anyway, okay. <laughs> He sees this all coming. It's all on purpose. He said so, and he was right. Prophetic of what he's going to do on screen. <laughs> uh, Breen was the writer-director, as well as accountant, craft service, special makeup <laughs> effects, uh, location manager, production designer, sound editor, lighting <laughs> design, wardrobe, and set decorator for the film. <gasps> Wonderful. It's mm-hmm. all It's all very much in hand. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> Here's your food. He did the catering. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking, I've got a man. I made everyone sandwiches. <laughs> this is just bread. <laughs> what are sandwiches? <laughs> you just said that. Uh, we have previously covered <laughs> Breen's fourth movie, uh, mm. Pass Through, which was brought to us by the wonderful Phil Harker-Smith. Yeah, Phil Harker-Smith. <laughs> Thanks, Phil Harker-Smith. mate. Smith. Thanks. And it was sublime. It was sublime. It was. And it so was sublime. here we are. Breen is professionally an architect and financed his first three films with architecture work, but huh. apparently he has always been a keen filmmaker. Uh, and his films are known for his stilted dialogue, incredibly unnatural performances, baffling plot lines, very cheap production values, especially special effects, surreal editing, and just an overriding sense of the bizarre that is very in- idiosyncratic. Fans of this podcast might also like. What? <laughs> Might also like Neil Breen, because we have all those <laughs> those things that you just said. Oh, yay! Especially the surreal editing and the unnatural performances of <laughs> us as human beings. Evidence from the last ten seconds. If <laughs> one of us just decides to Breen out. <laughs> it's very hard to improvise with that. <laughs> Reviewers, after giving it some thought, decided that they weren't going to sign a book deal with anyone. Uh, Daniel Barnes at Dear Daniel said, It's as though Breen beamed his uh, Breen beam. Oh, yeah. It's as though Breen beamed his incomprehensible, egomaniacal, paranoid fever dream from an alien planet that studied human behavior, but didn't pay attention. Isn't that the plot of pass-through? <laughs> he foresaw everything, did. Daniel Barnes. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Barnes is an anagram of Breen, I bet. Probably. <laughs> the way I spell it. <laughs> uh, public, meanwhile, have so much work, they'll never get it done. Uh, Google and Amazon reviews had many assholes, ironically saying that it would cure them of cancer or, you know, or bad movie bros mm-hmm. hailing it as one of the worst films ever made. Don't laugh. We haven't fully mm-hmm. distinguished ourselves from them yet. Um, and I desperately <laughs> wanted just one person who reviewed this earnestly. And thank God for yeah. Heli88 on Amazon. Oh, Pref- Preferably I'd have found someone who was like, just thought this was a regular movie and was very upset. But this is the next best thing. 
Okay. Uh, Heli88, who says, Based on these two movies, it appears that Mr. Breen is very interested in The Desert, Magic Rocks, Finding True Love at 7 or 8 years old, <laughs> Appearing Nude, Hacking using multiple laptops simultaneously, Government Corporate Conspiracies, <laughs> And possibly cars. I look forward to seeing his uh, other move, uh, his other works, to see if those threads all continue. So, based on the first two, I mean, certainly those things are all in pass through. So that's a hundred percent hit rate for us. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if, if nothing else, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. Um, a lot of warm, warm oh yeah, patch. people. People who love those things are going to find a very happy home in Breen. These are the 10 things I look for in movies. And tick, 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 tick. <laughs> if someone finds True Love at nine years old, not interested. Too old. Sad. Man. Just sad. A fucking old person's movie. Yeah. Breen is, of course, a two-man. But unlike Pass Through, we don't have a hilariously long list of extras in common with Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> that is Some a other shame. movie we haven't covered yet. But we do have one oh. starbound wanderer who hitched his wagon to the Breen star. His name is George Errett. And in this, he played Stan Lee. And in Pass Through, he apparently played Donald Trump. Don't remember that? <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't, I don't remember who that is, Paul. <laughs> Time to revisit Pass Through. <laughs> oh, no. What a shame. So, Paul, you damn books. Um, uh, hacking. We haven't had sex in a while. Do you realize that? Play, it plagues me every day, mate, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh. I, t- I, tell, I tell you what. Oh. Oh. There was one shot in there that was um, kind of <laughs> kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Hodorowsky before be- before, and it was the it was the uh, <laughs> the skull on the ground, uh, and Breen was walking past it, and then it, and then the skull turned, and then it stopped being like Hodorowsky. Oh yeah, with well, the skull, t- <laughs> I remember that. There was yes. just something brutal about it, and then the skull turned it was, and followed him. It was very El Topo uh, until it became Sam Raimi, and we can Faithful all appreciate findings. the subtle the subtle differences between the two. So. <laughs> I suppose we should list the things that happened just about in Fateful Findings. To say describe the plot would be an hmm. injustice. Yeah, I, I, I figure we list the things that happened and yeah. and therefore complete our list of quickfires. Well, exactly. If you want to hold some back for the quickfiring, I know that's what I'm going to do. I don't see the so point So if I that. gloss over something, okay. it's probably because I've quickfired it. There's an old book in a containment unit, but never mind that. Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> where where pass-through happens later, I imagine. Yes, well, where all of his movies are going to happen soon. <laughs> and to perhaps premise that, premise that? To yeah, premise I've that. got all the words. Yeah. <laughs> premise that. Fuck it, it's Neil Breen. I'm not going to use actual words. Premise. <laughs> uh, that's the premise of this podcast. Yeah, I can use premise as well. The good thing about premise is it's about five words that you can just sub it out for. <laughs> to... Stop premonosticating. <laughs> well, in order to foreshadow this, some children acting completely naturally wander through the mountains. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,. They wander into a spooky bit and find a mushroom. Oh my god! Look, a mushroom. The boy cups his hands near the mushroom, and it turns into a box. Yeah, and I and I, and I spend about seven minutes from that scene going, "Is he just presenting the mushroom? Oh no, it's turning into a box." Okay. <laughs> look what I found—a treasure. It's a magical day. It must mean something. It's buried treasure. You can't leave the box empty. It's bad luck. I'm not afraid. It's a magical day. It's a magical day, they both agree, and the girl notes that down so as not to forget it. Yeah, that seems obtuse. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> so, the kid opens the box, and a fart comes out, and also some treasure. Oh, brilliant. We don't, we don't see what it was, but, you know. It doesn't matter. It now. Fuck it. Pop fiction, you know, don't show what's in the briefcase. What, exactly? Uh, but you can't leave the box empty. It's bad luck. Let's put some of these nearby coloured rocks. Yeah, farts back into it. Take that, future prick. Quick, cup it, quick, cup it. Cup it. <laughs> Ooh, bo- oh, oh. Neil Breen somewhere. <laughs> <just like. laughs> Corruption. Oh, but no, no. The little girl's family are leaving. But where's Dylan? Shit. Where is Dylan? Oh, there he is in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, okay. Well, we best get, it, get away. You best get out of the way of this car. It's going very, very five <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> and I never saw her again. And I'm the narrator now, but only in this scene. And also, I grew up to be Neil Breen. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) The terrible fate. Yeah. It's a fateful finding. But oh no, Breen calls his weirdly blocked wife to say nothing to her. And it gets hilariously hit by a car containing a leggy woman, who I imagine is going to be important (laughs) at this stage in my notes. (laughs) You you can only imagine. He was probably distracted by the disappearing and reappearing crowds all around him. 
<laughs> probably the, the, the crowds who found themselves in the same dimensional plane and then they're, they're, they're old ones again um and and uh this this woman has um a rather large boobs pool and i think oh that's probably just a one-off it's not going to come up again <laughs> and uh it's, little did you know that a recurring motif of the film was being subtly introduced <laughs> it is it is boobiest film yet it's boobiest film there's ross meyerist film yeah so she farts on him and then he gets out the black stone that I assume he got from the box at the beginning. I don't know. We didn't see it. But I assume it's from there. Oh. Um, he gets taken to the hospital and we cut to just some guy. And I assume yeah. that it's one of the strangers from who just saw him get hit because they were shot in the same way. But no, this is an important character. A lifelong it's friend. Jeff, the brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a brother-in-law because his relationship was so ill-defined. But yes, I think he is a lifelong friend. Yeah. Um, yeah you can Nevertheless, only imagine. I'm calling him Jeff. He's got the energy of a Jeff. <laughs> The car has ruined his beautiful Brini face because that's the only place he has a bandage. <laughs> it's a good it's a good thing his instincts kicked in and he, he remembered to block his body with his tough, tough face. Um, he gave it a harsh stare. <laughs> yeah. Um they're in they're they're in the hospital. The doctor is um staring is, is at delivering him. news with all of his yeah. <laughs> staring at him and delivering his news isn't the only way he knows how. Fucking <laughs> mentally. We were on the phone when he was hit. <laughs> Can you hear me now? No, he can't hear you. He suffered extreme head trauma. <laughs> He's my good friend. We Great. have to keep running. <laughs> and then, and then an, another doctor comes a in. A lady doctor and checks his pulse. Yes, which is very yeah, hard. A to lady do- doctor. Very hard to check a pulse when there's all this heart monitoring and infam- uh, stuff in the way. <laughs> But she doesn't like the sound of that pulse, Paul. He's very weak, she says. Anyway, he's not my patient. Bye. He is very weak. Semi-comatose. It's very serious. He isn't my patient, but let me know how he's doing and I'll check in on later. Yeah. (laughs) But I will check on him and then cut to her later, just literally checking on him, walking in, looking at his face and then leaving again. I wonder what his name is. Anyway, I don't care. He's not my patient. Anyway, I could give a shit. Fuck life. And then she sets fire to him. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but but he had the, he's still got the stone in his hand, making the blinds flutter a bit. And he wakes up. Shit. Get a great look at the Breen butt. Yeah. Um, And a man, uh, a man who appears for a uh, second and disappears. A man attached to that butt, some would say. Um, anyway, that's this weird scene. Neil Breen's arsenal. It's probably nothing, and um, it's not <laughs> probably, the major yeah, plot device. Awakening in me. Yeah, <laughs> awakening me is probably nothing. Oh shit. Uh, Breen Breen gets home somehow, which is the only way he knows how to get home. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Oh fuck. Uh, um, he's in the shower, bleeding profusely. Help me. Help me. Ooh, sounds like it's time for sexy times. <laughs> oh, and there's a, there is a sexy time in the shower pool. Where yeah, they, Neil, they circle each other for a bit, <laughs> like like alpha males, <laughs> and 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 then they embrace and and have a spin in which Neil Breen is is just no frills, <laughs> buck naked, Paul, uh, press, yeah. pressing. There's, there's there's no there's no naked pants. Uh, he's just yeah. got his todger out and he's pressing it into the lady as they spin. <laughs> yeah, so there's a very good. Uh, awkward post-coital nudity afterwards, which we can all feel very good about. Um, she gets on the phone to her friend and says, well, he seems to be a fine. Cut to him visibly wincing. <laughs> Gradually falls over a bit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, he's a writer and he's got his boss on the phone and he has some very stern, strange words for him. I'm not signing it. That's it. Leave me alone. Do not call me anymore. I'll call you. I have a damn master's degree. In computer science, and I turn out to be a writer of novels. You can't bully this guy. He's got a damn master's degree, but he's <laughs> a writer now. Of novels. Of, of novels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh God. fuck me. Anyway, he needs his pills. <laughs> he needs his pills. pills. Where are my pills? Where are my pills? I'll get them for you. I've got your pills. Here they are. Thank you. I don't need these. I'm not going to take these anymore. <laughs> I don't need hacker. these. No more, no more pills. So he puts them into the toilet, drops the bottle onto the fucking floor, and then walks away without flushing. Fuck <laughs> life, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but the wife likes the pills, so she gets them all. Yeah, she gets them out of the toilet like a grot. Yeah. yeah. We check in with uh, Jeff, the brother-in-law, lifelong friend, <laughs> who is um, 
He's crouch walking after his wife asking about sex, and somehow that doesn't work. We don't have sex anymore. Do you realize that? Where did that come from? It has been months. What's happened? Where did that come from? You're my wife. I want to share that with you. I love you. I'm very busy. My back is killing me. My office at the bank is having major problems. She's got all kinds of things going on that makes going to make having sex with this guy very difficult. <laughs> but don't talk too loud. Why? Because your stepdaughter will hear? Wait, your stepdaughter? <laughs> so your daughter? Whose daughter yeah. is this? <laughs> uh, she told me. Anyone know whose daughter is this? She told me she was your stepdaughter. She's been here for years. <laughs> she told me she was your stepdaughter. <laughs> for- oh, God. Hang on a minute. I never actually fucking thought about this. ridiculous. This daughter is this? <laughs> I thought she was both of our stepdaughters. Mustache falls off, and it's just nothing. It's just, it's just the concept of betrayal. <laughs> well, speaking of which, Breen is naked in the woods again. He falls asleep, <laughs> and then he goes and sits opposite a stern-looking man who says, "I congratulate you on the success of your first book when we first met." That's mm. a confu- confusing timeline, but okay. I gave you meds so you could write a second novel. I'm feeling less <laughs> stable. End of scene. <laughs> what more do you need, Paul? <laughs> I ask you. He gets some. He gets home somehow, you know, and uh, obsessingly yeah. puts his coffee on a laptop, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's a big risk. But luckily, he has got three spares. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh. It. Any one time, he does lose consciousness. Consciousness, unfortunately, yeah. and um, he does. Oh no! And then, and, but but he does regain it and um, <laughs> tries to celebrate <laughs> a little bit. He celebrates enough to uh, <laughs> lift, try, try and drink the coffee. Precious, precious coffee. <laughs> Um, but oh no, it does oh. go out all over the laptop. Um. Oh. No, I'm down to five. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeff, the brother-in-law, lifelong friend, is neglecting his wife. Oh, she hates Shit. that. She doesn't want sex with him, but he doesn't want him. She doesn't want him playing with his car either. Bloody Gallivanting women. off with his toys. Bloody yeah, bloody women. Oh. <laughs> so they all come over for dinner. Yay, we're glad yeah. to visit. And it goes very well. <laughs> everyone involved <laughs> it's 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 a rousing success how's school almost done but i have this really interesting project about elephants in africa i'm sure dylan doesn't want to hear about that now i want to hear about our project can i be excused Meanwhile, Breen has three laptops and five dictionaries. He's a writer. <laughs> and he's hacking all the government files. Smack, smack, smack. He's, he, he's hacking all the secret government files and secrets. It's such a way that implies he doesn't know how to use a laptop. <laughs> the, the trick is to type one key at a time. One finger on each hand. That's what they don't tell you in hacking school. <laughs> uh, Breen goes to see the stern-faced man for another cross-table therapy session. Mm. Uh, but Breen doesn't need drugs. Drugs are always bad. Always. Always, it's I've just had a sign enough of, of drugs. I'm less stable. Um, and uh, with that in mind, he decides he's going to confront his strange wife about her pill taking, uh, which is just getting out of control, Paul. <laughs> Establishing shot of office so that we can see one of the laptops is missing in order to prepare the audience for the next scene where he has one of the laptops. <laughs> you don't want to spring that on them. Um, we wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> I've got to get this work done. My job sucks. I don't like the people I work with. I've got to get this work done. I've hacked into all the information I need. It's going to change the world. <laughs> That's great, darling. I've got to get this work done. <laughs> and similarly, I need I need drugs. Get off the drugs. <laughs> Let's just talk. A day later. I'm done talking. What I really need is... <laughs> To awkwardly tip everything off my desk so that we can awkwardly tear our shirts off. Oh, Breen. I think that's the longest scene in the movie. (laughs) Something Um. felt it. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't know what you're talking um, about. It's time to get a new therapist, so he goes to see one in a closet with some folding (laughs) chairs. Goes to see one on the set of uh, Beverly Loughlin. Oh, Breen is still typing the dictionary into one of his laptops. Uh, The wife comes up and is like, Come to bed. We need your sleep. I'd love to, but I can't. I have too much to do. I'm sorry. I'd love to, but 
But I need you to go away now. I have too much to do. I'm sorry. And she has something to say in return to that. Are you having an affair? No. I have a secret, though. Are you having an affair? No. Shifty look. <laughs> I'm exposing the government files. That's what they all say. <laughs> That's what oh, I call love, it. Love. No, no, no. It's not what it looks like. I'm, uh, yeah, exposing <laughs> the damn government files. All right. There's a lot of, a lot of corruption around here. <laughs> That's a, better. There's a lot of corruption on the federal and local level, darling. Yes, there is. <laughs> Um, oh, but yes, luckily one of them has the idea to invite those weirdos over for a barbecue. Yes, please do yeah. that. Oh, cool. And uh, luckily, can we, can we invite the Paul. doctor? <laughs> <laughs> we also get, we do get to see the phone call in which she invites them. So just so you know that happened. You Otherwise, yeah. That to, yeah. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, God. how did I get here? No! I, I hate it when established friends just show up in a scene. Well, I guess, um, I guess you would be when left wondering. When did this get organized? <laughs> Worst husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't so, see you invite all these people. Prove it. Um, but but I would be wondering that if I turned up at the barbecue and the doctor who checked on me and didn't even know my name was yeah. there. <laughs> yes, the second doctor and her fiance Tim arrive. The doctor at the hospital. You know, it's very difficult to have this barbecue because some neighbors are blasting stock crowd noise over the fence. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. The police say it's not illegal, but I think what the police are doing is illegal. Oh shit. Expose them. Corruption. Oh no, though, she's been carrying that notebook for 40 years or however long it's been. Covered in piss. It's, li- <laughs> it's, just, it's just covered in piss. Cri- piss, crisps, and vinegar. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's the life of a nurse. It's my new album. Doctor, sorry. Um, it's the little girl <laughs> from the start. Yeah. I know, I'm so b- I'm the worst. And um, yeah. Is that you? It is, it is you. you. Oh my god. Is that you? It is, isn't it? It's you. Leah. I had no idea it was you. I didn't see your face in the hospital or here for the last few minutes whilst we've been meeting. Yeah. And also, I didn't read your chart. I'm a very bad doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, she did say, Paul, he's not her patient. She had no obligation to <laughs> no check <reason>. his chart. <laughs> Just to be in the scene. Oh, God. <laughs> Truly, this is a fateful finding. Whoa. I get it now. Uh-oh. Uh, Jeff, the brother-in-law, hits on the wife and then knocks all the corn over. Oh, <laughs> shit. It suck. My children died picking that corn, Jeff. Um, and yeah, uh, but it doesn't matter, though. That means they're distracted for a lovely hand-holding and, um, and a near-macking off of uh, Neil Breen <laughs> and his fateful yeah. finding. <laughs> a very unsubtle connection between the two. Yeah. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who's even less subtle than Neil Breen, though, and that's the stepdaughter, because in a following oh day, God. she shows up and has a bit of a saucy stand in a pool and then yeah. leave the pool. How old is she meant to be in this? Who knows? The, but she's right matter. up for it, and she yeah. she goes through a shower and pours some water and soap into a drain. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Paul, she's not only up for it, she's up for it with Neil Breen. Um, yeah. Well, she's trying to knock-knock him, uh, but it's mm. trickier when you're not Ana Diamas. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and Neil Breen is Neil, Neil Breen. Breen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please stop. You can't do this. Please don't do it anymore. Are you going to stop? You can't do this anymore. It's all kicking off over at the uh, sister slash best friend for all times house. Oh, bloody hell. Because uh, she has a gun she kind of knows how to use, and she's going to shoot the damn car full of holes. Yeah. And then she shoots her bloody husband full of holes instead. Right, right. You killed him. Dad! No! <laughs> you know yeah. how he was. Slightly clumsy and wanting sex. I had to shoot him. <laughs> but mum, so you she, know. That he, she claims that he shot himself to Breen. Um, yeah. And he says, I can't believe you committed suicide five times. Yeah. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. Anyway, he goes back to work because, you yeah. know, you've got to get back to work. Oh, yeah. Um, but does still have time to reflect that it's just not like him. Uh, and it's not, you know, what can I say? We all, we all knew Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we knew, he always we all knew said, Jess. he was like, hey, if I ever become unattractive to women, or yeah. if a guy tries to kiss me, just kill me right now, or I'll do it myself. And and, and like he, he never said anything about having a Ferrari, you know. Oh just... shit, that was his secret Jeff. shame. Yeah, 
Horrible That's homophobic old. Jeff. Um, but then Neil Breen meets up with his fateful finding. Yeah. <gasps> he walks by and a they... pond, which is surprisingly epic, and <clears throat> after doing so, absent absent-mindedly bumps into Doctor Soulmate, and yeah. uh, she she broke up with Tim because he wasn't weird enough for her. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't distracting enough. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, they have a, 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 br- a brief talk, and then they derobe each other equally symmetrically. <laughs> I would say after going to find the same mushroom again as when they were kids, and sure enough, it yeah, does yeah. slowly turn back into a box. And the fart is coming back. It's a magical day again. (laughs) Meanwhile, wife is drinking. (laughs) Yeah. Not only drinking, but drugging, Paul. Oh, no. Whilst Breen is lovingly placing his hand on her butt. (laughs) And the girl gets topless and they make out. He wrote this. Uh, Don't you know? Yeah. Wife dies and Breen remembers her name and proves it a few times. (laughs) Emily! 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 Emily. Anyway, back yeah. to work. <laughs> <laughs> he's tried. To, he's decided to transition to voice notes since his computers have stopped working for some reason. He says Emily's de- for some reason. God knows why. Um, Emily's dead. His first and last note. Uh, but then his black cube disappears. Oh no, he's not living to his Breeny potential. Fuck. She, she's worried about his um, hacking work because it's clearly going to uncover something that's going to change the world. I'll tell you what um, it's uncovered. Some lying, corruption, and hypocrisy. But you're going to get yourself killed. No one knows. Everyone I tell <laughs> dies, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says no one knows. But a few people have found out. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, just buy a bit of wall. There's one God. thing. Buy a bit of wall, some guys capture his true love. Luckily, <sighs> the guy drops the handwritten note telling him where to take her, which yeah. Breen eventually oh, finds. Yeah. And uh, he inter- interrogates the man and then phases for a wall into a you know the box where the true love is and says trust me yeah. you have to trust me now i'm gonna put the blindfold back <laughs> on so you can't see what i'm doing but you have to trust me also the gag <laughs> yeah trust me i don't know we're gonna get out of here right now but i need to put the blindfold back on trust me trust me i'm gonna do something that you can't see i'm gonna put the blindfold back on trust me we're gonna get out of here but you can't see what's about to happen I'm going to put the gag back in. Because you, you, you're not allowed to taste what I'm about to do. <laughs> he phases her out of the box. Mm. And, uh, yeah, they go, they go the home. The truth will set you free. He goes out to Breen country for a bit and then comes back. Nothing happened. Um, he meets with the book and three members of a disappearing order. I can't remember what that was about. <laughs> Pull the string. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> you know what? I remember this bit. Um, he tells everyone he's going to expose the corruption that's out Mm. there. I have discovered more information than any hacker ever has. Ever. What I have found will shock you. Here are the files and supporting documents. And supporting truths. The factual documents. I'm releasing these files to the public today. And six executives and politicians are looking strangely at peace with all of this, but then do decide to kill themselves one by one, including the president of the bank, who resigns (laughs) and then shoots himself in the chin. I resigned today as president of the bank. We were all under pressure to operate in a deceiving way and cheat the customer. Goodbye. Each oh one decides God. on a different method. Except for the two guys who shoot themselves in the head, but it's from different <laughs> angles, and the second one is fucking <laughs> yes. comedic gold. And it's intercut with him, like Neil Breen, smiling. Just just so sweetly, open, <laughs> yeah, like, he loves teeth it. bared. He he loves it as as he uh as he brings the file the files and supporting documents and yes. factual documents. <laughs> <laughs> and supporting factuals. And, yeah, so there you go. You now it. have all the truths. Everyone act now. Outside of our corrupt legal, legal systems, take up arms and storm the capital. And they cut away. <laughs> no, so, shit, shit, shit. Uh, what, uh, so I hear I was walking to the distance and I reunited once again with the fart. And that is, I think, the end of the movie. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, it's when I stopped watching it. Yes, it's when it's when my consciousness rose, transcended <laughs> to become part of the 
the, the greater good. That was so hard to recount. Really, what would have been maybe easier is if we just described the five things that happen. Breen tries to work. Breen has an altercation yep. with his wife. Step, uh, whatever the fuck that family was, yep. have a falling out. And that happens, each of those things happen. Oh, and he visits yeah. therapist two yeah. f- times two. And each of those things happen about five yes, times. Yes, your, your problem was, Paul, you tried to do it accurately. Yes. But at the same time, I think it needed that just to get across <laughs> exactly what we're dealing with. Because my my approach would have just I been to, so to make it up as I go along and to put it all in the wrong order. <laughs> and, and that would risk it actually sounding coherent. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, so, like, I, I really struggled to keep up with that. Yeah, it was awful. But like, we'll move past that. Because the oh, movie God. is not about the plot. It's about no. the atmosphere. It's about yeah. the experience of it. Oh, and it is it is once again pretty sublime. It's Yeah. It's just purely comedic without exaggeration, without trying to get into this like hyperbole. It's just so relentlessly funny and mesmerizing and weird. Yeah. We're back to that that notion of the constantly surprising, consistently surprising mm. film. Yes. Having already seen a brain, it doesn't matter. You like it just it gets you in a whole new way even if it's the yeah. same problems it is just... it is different it's much more like tommy wiseau's the Ro- the room and i can see why people compared it because mm. it's much more dialogue driven weirdness because pass through was more sort of surrealist abstract yeah. what the fuck are they saying where are we going what's happening mm. this is much more you know very much like the room it's the same interactions happening again and again and again and, yeah. you know the bad acting and the terrible things it's everything that makes breen great and really entertaining to watch but Mm. also it is yeah in a very different kind of tack that we're going at here yes i I think like the main thing and it's and it's obvious from the first two minutes is Mm. that no action has consequence in this movie yes it's a series of (laughs) it's a series of shots uh just seemingly unrelated even with yeah the the onlookers after he gets hit by the car mm. it cuts to each yeah. one of them individually which means it clearly just got them all uh, like alone <laughs> and yeah. then shot their their things one by one and it's like yeah. it's like when video games try to put a crowd i think skyrim did this and i think assassin's creed and and you can just yeah. hear three people cheering when when they're trying to give the yeah. like the impression <laughs> of a crowd it, it's it's yeah. it's so wonderfully jarring um, and it really is. Oh my god! Every, everything is just a discreet, like hermetic act. <laughs> it is, and everything is a bad decision. And it just yeah. it can't. You can't help but be fascinated by it. You can't yeah. help but wonder how did you not realize how the dialogue sounded? Yeah, you're not a non-English speaker, you know. And, and it, yeah, it's how do you not hear this? Like. What's happening? Is this just how you speak? It's it's surreal. I've, I've never um, heard him speak, so I don't know. But it can't it can't be I surely have. because oh okay Can yeah I? let's do this now. I watched a Q and A from 2019. Okay, and um it was it was interesting because Breen was very boring. Yeah, kind of defensive, super earnest. Please welcome to the Gardenham stage, uh, Neil Breen. Oh my God! Everything that I do on all five films, I have followed all the standard processes and formats to make it. My starting with the script. My scripts are full, professionally done scripts. 112, 118 pages. They're shooting scripts that you would find anywhere else. I do them myself. Okay. He talks about how his movies are professional movies with proper scripts, just like Hollywood. Proper scripts. And the only reason, proper scripts, and the only reason he doesn't make Hollywood movies and work within the system is because he doesn't live in Hollywood. That's the only reason. Oh, God. <laughs> like, if he lived in Hollywood, he would probably be making movies for Warner Brothers, he thinks. Um, oh, that's sad. But then he immediately says, he immediately says that he edits with Final Cut Pro. Okay. And that he has the monthly subscription, which is the reason he says that is to assure everyone that it's up to date. Paul, oh. I googled it. There's no monthly subscription to Final Cut Pro. Oh. It's a one-off $300 charge. Oh, no. I, this is making me feel really <laughs> sad because he's... I know. He's gwenning it. Oh, God. It's it, million-dollar movie. Yeah, it, he's either deluded or he's... I think it's delusion, yeah. man. It's not an act. It's not a character. It's 
I, I, oh god, he clearly thinks that he's a legitimate filmmaker who seems to take the term midnight movie as a bit of a slight. He thinks he's a mainstream filmmaker yeah. making regular films, not cult movies. And that he's making expensive movies. Yeah. He says, if, you know, and at the end of it, he's he says that he's ready to move on after five movies and that he doesn't want to self-fund the next one. He wants to make a major movie with major people. And... Oh, it's just hard to imagine. What would that be? Oh my god, who would it it'd be? Everyone in on the joke except for him. Someone would fund it, and you know, people, actors w- would like si- sign up to it and yeah. try to show how tongue in cheek they could be. It would be horrendous. It would be. Oh and this god, I think this brings us to something I wanted to discuss, which was Edgar Wright. Yeah, um, appeared on. The uh, hack uh, screenwriter <laughs> Brett Goldstein's um, podcast. Oh, how day. your tones changed! <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure he's made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. But then again, they all did. We've all made, mm, mistakes, all made mistakes, and some of us have made the Nan movie. Oh no, no, that's just Brett Goldstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Wright came on, and he was asked two questions. Uh, one of which it was asked a load of questions, but two in particular were of interest to me. One of which is a movie that you that is not very critically popular, but you love. And he mm. talked about Riccio. Yeah. And he talked about how his experience of Riccio changed when somebody told him that the star of Riccio had a really rough time of things after that movie became popular for being bad. Mm. Uh, and that he was a talented guy and that he missed out on opportunities because he was part of this big cult movie that then went bad. Mm. Then he, in a subsequent answer, he talked about the worst movie ever made, and he said he didn't like to answer that mm. um, because because he's too close to it. He's a filmmaker himself. He knows that nobody sets out to make a bad movie on purpose. Mm. Um, and unless you're he talked about Nick's <laughs> unless you're Sharknado. That I mean, my counter argument would be. I don't think anybody sets out to make a bad movie on purpose, but I do believe that a whole bunch of people do not mind if they do. Yeah. That's not a big priority to them if this movie doesn't come out yeah. very good. They just want to tick boxes and get it out there. There's mm. a lot of filmmakers like that, and I think they deserve to be called out. Mm. Uh, because they're the ones who make really bad stuff. Someone yeah. who's ta- who cares about it but is misguided will make, yeah. you know, faithful findings. You know, we're talking about the Brett Ratners of the fucking world here, <laughs> and they deserve mm. to be called out. But hey, people will have done good things in those films, and that's what we try to do. Yeah. Pointing those things out. Mm. In any case, and he, he he goes on to tell a story about going to the Sinner family in um, Los Angeles mm. and seeing a sort of big cult screening of... Faithful Findings? Is it Faithful Findings? Yeah, it's Faithful it's Findings. Fi- it is Faithful yeah. Findings, yeah. And that Neil Breen is in attendance and seems yeah. very confused by the whole thing. And he ends up leaving. Edgar Wright ends up leaving, um, that is not Neil Breen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Neil Breen stays for a Q&A. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and so, Neil, Edgar Wright is uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable with this idea that everybody's laughing at him. Yeah. I, I will say, first of all, he talks about the performative yeah. audience that he's with. And I've experienced that, and it's not fun. No, I've been, I've been to the Prince Charles, yeah. Yes. And it's not always like that at the Prince Charles, I should say, but sometimes well, it is. Yeah, and... no, I, I mean, I saw Enter the Void there as well, and that was, that was fine. People... <laughs> That was great. Yeah, upstairs. Yeah. Upstairs is great. Upstairs is great. Downstairs is uh, a help. It. It's, it's the rowdy It's boys. not. I've seen Tarkovsky films there. Yeah. It's great. But I, I saw Solaris there. Yeah. Um, and we saw Con Air yeah. there. And, and Face Off. it did feel like... And Face Off. And I feel like everyone had calmed down by Face Off. But in Con Air, mm. it really felt like everyone had come to laugh at Nicolas Cage and were waiting for excuses to do so. Yeah. And then when that excuse was given, they wanted to be the person laughing loudest in the room. Yes. And that was a bad atmosphere that wasn't fun. It was bad in Face Off as well because every every time they did the uh, the what I think is a is a rather sweet yeah. uh, gesture of the fingers down the the face. Yeah, uh, everyone was <laughs> you know, whooping with laughter, and it was yeah, it was unpleasant. Uh, it is unpleasant. So I can understand how that was upsetting. But mm. one one thing when it comes to the idea that good people worked on bad movies, therefore you should you know not laugh at bad movies yeah. because good people were involved. The flip side of that is true as well. In almost every good movie, somebody had a horrible time. Mm. Somebody had a miserable experience. And so, you know, to be an ethical consumer can be tricky. Yes. As Lindsay Ellis describes in the um, the Hobbit episode of hers. Yeah. It's, it's hard to consume things purely. And that includes guilty pleasure movies and cults yeah. so bad they're good movies. There has also been 
the argument you've made uh, before of mm. you know once a piece of art is made it enters public discourse and you, True. you know you have your you have your connection to it and obviously it doesn't excuse yeah. there's something about the performative the performative yeah. nature of the laughing at that makes me sort of embarrassed to be part of the species <laughs> but in in terms of you know i watch faithful findings at home and i have the reaction that I did, which was laughing a lot and constantly. Yeah. And that's a magical experience. It's wonderful. Yeah. It feels really good. How can we distinguish ourselves from the film bros then? Are we, is this a guilty pleasure that we're having? Should we feel a little guilty for it, for laughing at the movie of an earnest man trying to make good art? And we are really honestly and sincerely, not performatively at all, mm. enjoying this experience because of how inexplicable and hilariously bad it is. To be, to be perfectly honest, it is hard to reconcile the two. <laughs> We're about to invasion planet Earth, aren't we? Which well, yeah. It's a pertinent example because that's the only time that a filmmaker has actually come back at yeah. us from doing this. Yeah, you know. I, I, I really do think there is credence to this idea that once you make a piece of art, it's in the public discourse, and people yeah. have the reaction that they're going to have to it, and it, and it, and it, yeah. it, it isn't fair. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that it's fair that we, you know, have mm. have a film and we have a good laugh about it. And I'm not surprised that a director took offense. Uh, I, I'm, sure. I'm not surprised that Simon Cox was offended by our episode because we were laughing an awful lot. Yeah. But yeah, I it, don't regret my response to him, though. No, no, de- definitely not. I, I, <laughs> this leads back into this idea of as the, as the director of us back. Yeah. As the director of that movie, do you want to listen to a podcast about it, about about people <laughs> like a, a, yeah. a bad movie podcast and and engage with that or do you want to just concentrate on your on your work um yeah you know your is it is it helpful and yes it's like it's it's not it's not fair really and it would mm. be very unpleasant for him i can imagine that but at the same time our you know it's... our passion for our passion for cinema sort of includes discussing this stuff and yeah it, it it, I don't want to. I don't want to just say it is what it is, but yeah. but but, there, but then I would still draw the line between us and the perf- and the performative uh, yeah. like film nights and everybody g- gathering to laugh laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, as someone now who has released you know art, who has released a novel and an album now, mm. were either of these things to become, would it be a worse fate for them to sink without a trace, become completely unnoticeable? you know, to the point nobody just interacted with it, or would you prefer it to have a sort of cult life if it ends up gaining this kind of audience who are enjoying it for a reason other than what you intended, and in a way that is vaguely, if not actively, uh, pejorative of you and your abilities? I would absolutely prefer it to sink without a trace. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That is tricky. (laughs) (laughs) For, For one thing, I don't think I'd go out scoping for reviews. Yeah, and go go to attend readings of this thing to audiences who are yeah. sort of really it... interested. Because the Breen thing was interesting, the interview, because he comes out and everyone's like, oh my God, you know, and they're screaming and cheering. And then he sits down and because he doesn't realize he's a cult movie director, starts on an incredibly dry monologue that lasts for about 20 minutes about how he made his movies. Oh and God. the audience is silent yeah. throughout this entire thing. Oh. And it's like, it is dispiriting. <laughs> it does take the wind out of your sails when you're just like, oh God, he thinks he's Coppola. Yeah. It, the, the, the thing is, there is an element of, that there is an element of delusion there as well. And yeah. it, it's, it's partly on him. Because he must be aware of how people feel about his movies. He's, yeah, he's... you can't just live in denial like this. No. You've got to either accept, okay, the way I make movies is comical to people. I either... You know, and it's it's kind of necessary mm. because if he tried to pivot into it to making comedies, they would become terrible. Yeah, you know, it only works because he's trying. He keeps trying to do this sincerely. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's interesting because I do really genuinely enjoy this. I yeah. love and showing this to people is such a marvelous thing. But part mm. of me wonders. You know, we talk about these great senses of community that build up mm. in doing this. I used to say there are no guilty pleasures. You know, mm. you shouldn't feel guilty about the things that pleasure you. Mm. Maybe there are. And maybe sometimes there should be a sense of taboo. Maybe laughing at something like Faithful Findings should be something that's kind of done behind closed doors with your mates, you know. And yeah. It's a little bit of a shame to it because you are actually laughing at somebody's lack of talent or ability. 
and that's mm. not entirely a pure or yeah um, I, painless thing to do. I guess as well before before the internet. Then there really was a time that was before the internet. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, there was a time when it was just, oh, hey, check this VHS the, yeah, out, videos. And, it, and it was very, yeah, exactly, it was, and, and, and it That's was a thing survived, yeah, and it was incredibly uh, isolated. Whereas, yeah, basically, what the internet has done with everything like that that happened in rooms between small groups of people was give them a megaphone that was loud enough for the world yeah. to hear, and. And makes it inescapable to yeah. the point where, because when it was just VHS is being passed around, yeah. there was a separation. There was yeah. a very unlikely chance that the director was going to get this back into their hands. Yes. You know, this yeah. feedback. And that's why people like, you know, that guy, D'Amato, was it? Who directed um, Things? Uh, Trolls 2. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, Things was, uh... oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But no, um, the guy who directed Things. Things as well, like all of these movies, they just wouldn't know. Yeah, that this massive cult, and that's the thing: it's a cult is meant to be obscure, yeah. really, yeah, in its own way. So, yeah, it's a slightly troubling pleasure. This, but it is a pleasure. It really yeah. is, and I think maybe we should just embrace it like a, I think like so, a kink, a recognition that this is taboo for a reason, and yeah. not try to just completely rationalize this because yeah. maybe it, this isn't something you can completely rationalize. Yeah, I, th- I think in answer to your question, I don't know. Um, and, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, and it's fine Under, to say underrate that. Underrate it as an answer. That yeah, definitely. There doesn't there doesn't have to be a resolution to this. It's hard to reconcile, no. and we try to do that by being reasonable uh, in our episodes. <laughs> yeah. Once we're done laughing at it. <laughs> well, I think maybe we should transition into back back to laughing at it because we have yeah. to quickfire. Yeah. And I think it's worth remembering why this is special and why you, the listener, mm. should check this out. I think so. In your own time. And share a joke with us, your Paul friends, because your hey, Paul boys. there's no judgment here unless you're a bad film. It is, it is his boobiest film or the two, the two of the two that oh, I've yeah. seen. And it, yes. it's a very, it's gratuitous in, in, in that. Yes. It, it's not like, there's not a, there's not nudity per se. There's no nudity. But I don't think there's a nipple in here. Not a, yeah. Well, there's there's, uh, there's a pokey. There, there there are nipples poking through through jumpers and, yeah. and t-shirts mo- in most scenes, um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and most of the women in this have sizable bosoms, and yeah. and they are accentuated and emphasised in pretty much every scene. There's one yeah. of um, of Jeff's wife. <laughs> um, I wish I could remember her name. It just goes to show how she was filmed. Um, but when yeah. They're in bed, and she's closest to camera, lying face down on the bed. Mm. And it, it, the way yes. her boob, her left boob, is positioned, looks so uncomfortable. Side boob, yeah. Um, oh. it looks like she's just squashing <laughs> it because, like, being made to lie on yeah. it in this in the way that Neil Breen has asked her to. <laughs> And there's just so many Very shallow breaths. It's it's the Adam Sandler thing of writing yourself to be the lead in a film where you get to romance two yeah. attractive women. It, yes. No, oh, it's it's really it was really strange. It just added to this. It was very this, strange. This megalomania, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Quick fire. Right, my first big laugh was yeah. um. Well, it was the girl writing. They say to each other, "It's been a." She says twice, "It's been a magical day." She says it. Other things happen, yep. and then she says again, "It's been a magical day." And then reveal of her notepad, Ooh. where she has written across a page, "It's been a magical yep. day," and that's marvelous. Yeah, the 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 intro zoom through the storage facility I, I found to be pr- oh yeah primer esque. Yes, I thought about primer. It was very beautiful, very <laughs> vibrant. Yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah, um, Neil Breen instructs a young girl how to wave. The whole going away scene is amazing, but the car's pulling away. And the girl is just waving in the most unnatural way you've ever seen in your life, oh, as if boy. she were a creepy puppet. Yeah, and it's going so slowly, Paul the van. Yeah, and it's just amazing because he must have told her how to wave. No little girl. You say to a little girl, wave back, they would. Slower. No one's going to, like... <laughs> more wavy. Move your, el- move your arm less and your elbow more. <laughs> and your teeth more. <laughs> the hit-by-car effect when he gets flattened by it yeah. is, is beautiful. It's the only really properly bad special effect in the movie. You get quite a few in yeah. stuff like um, Twisted Pear, yeah. but yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah, and and, and the, the hit-by-the-car effect is at the same time terrible and great. Uh, there's, there's something like I yes. wasn't expecting him to bust out an effect like that of him just full-on getting hit by yeah. the car, and that wasn't enjo- very enjoyable. <laughs> So easily to easy to avoid, but no, no, we we have to do this. Um, tell you what, that might be a place that he's done some architecture on because there's a very nice staircase. Yeah, 
It would be amazing if he was a great architect. I feel like his architecture is probably quite ostentatious. Um, <laughs> and not very subtle, yeah. but like... Yeah, it would be really funny if he was just like a really elegant and professional yeah, architect. Yeah, I mean, if he funded his movies <laughs> through money he made from being an architect, yeah. you wonder. He's just he's a he's just a very different kind of guy. You know, they say some people just are wired a little mm. differently. He just yeah. has that. He focuses on different things. Yeah. Like whilst you or I are looking at like the terrible performance, he's looking at like the fact that everybody said the right words or something, <laughs> yeah. and that makes sense to him. You know, it's just a different perspective that he yeah, has. Yeah, just <laughs> completely foreign. When 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 Breen pulls the IV out of his yeah. um both of his both of his wrists. Yeah. Um, there's um on one of the arms only there's a mark to to suggest that that's where the IV went in, and um <laughs> it's it's a far cry from pass through Paul. Oh boy, <laughs> he's just squirting squirting drugs <laughs> in his arm. Beautiful. His understanding decreased oh. over time. <laughs> To save time, Best I'm way. just going to cover everything that happens in the dinner. Okay. I want you to try this new wine. New wine? Oh, brilliant. I love new wine. <laughs> Brand new. Everyone's raging about it. I'd love to try your wine. Yeah. Like a good little pause in there. And then the stepdaughter just smiling really broadly and saying, I'm hungry. I can't wait for dinner. Um, and then cut to stepbrother saying, I can't believe you're walking around. And him replying, I've got great family genes. But I'm still in pain. <laughs> and then, yes, he spills his beer. Mm. Can I have some wine, please? <laughs> and just is so like weirdly oh. acting out that oh, I've sp- oh oh no yeah. I've, oh. <laughs> it's just whoops. <laughs> Fuck you. The scene that um, denotes uh, fucking is, or like the shot yes. is two, like yeah. their tops hitting the floor. One out, like dum dum, one yeah. after the other. Hers, then his. Yes, yeah, so we have a fud. Yeah. And then it happens later with um, yeah. his fateful finding. Uh, the exact yeah. same thing happens, but this one is preceded with him slowly taking off her, her clothes. And then I don't know if she does it or he drapes his own shirt down over his shoulder so he's got a you know yeah. nipple and a shoulder exposed and then we and then we get that thud thud to show you that yeah. don't worry sex is happening uh, <laughs> and, and it's it, yeah at the same time it's it's like understanding uh, the language of cinema but also not <laughs> with the weird other family yeah. uh, they have a conversation where the woman is just weirdly shouting everything mm. maybe she's been directed just do it louder yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i I let you down. You didn't let me down. Let's try and start over. We both got problems. I think... I think... I'm beyond that now. Right here, love. (laughs) You just really want to make sure the stepdaughter hears me. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, she's attractive. I hope she's naked later. Oh my fucking god! There's a bit where he's talking to his his wife, and um, by the way, whenever somebody in the movie says, "Oh, I'm going to see Dylan," if you just remember that Dylan is Neil Breen, and imagine they're saying, "I'm going yeah. to see Neil Breen," it makes everything <laughs> truly incredible in the literal sense of the word. Um, but there's he's discussing something with his wife, and it might be the scene when it, it's it's a scene when he is talking about his hacking with either his wife or his fateful finding, and she says something. And uh, he goes, that is not true. And his eyes just flick towards the camera. And he stares down the lens for about a second yeah. before, as if to, as if remembering that he's in a movie and, and, and going back to what he was doing. And it was, oh, I'm going to maybe the biggest laugh I had in the entire thing because of how oh, fucking, wow. how fucking confrontational it was to have him break the fourth wall. Oh, it was divine, Paul. Amazing. <laughs> I like. I do like. I'd like you to meet my fiance Tim, which she says twice. <laughs> the doctor at the hospital. It's nice to see you. I'd like you to meet my fiance Tim. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> the doctor at the hospital. I'd like you to meet my fiance Tim. But also, there's actually a genuine moment where he goes to hand someone something and she takes a corn off of it 
and then he nearly drops the plate and he like reacts naturally to it. Mm. Like in a sort of just sort of whoops. Wow. Kind of way. Okay. Yeah, it's it's stunning to see an actual natural smile happen. Jesus. Fucking hell. Christ. Uh don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to say to that, mate. Yeah, I, it's really troubling. I feel I feel weird. Um <laughs> when when that scene ends and, and they're saying goodbye, he he sort of leans into his fateful finding and just goes, Very nice. I'm like, what? What are you talking <laughs> yes, about? Yes he does. What was that? What is that? <laughs> what are you actually saying? Later on, um the uh the wife asks what the other family's stepdaughter was mm. doing here. And he just says, you should know, and then launches into this amazing diatribe where he does, like, a shitty impression of her. <laughs> what is she doing in here? You should know. You're the one who invited her over here. Oh, you can come over and use our swimming pool anytime you want. Remember? That is very good. <laughs> Another uh, genuine good thing for me now. There's a, a, a ah. there's some noise, and then there's a sudden moment of silence when he has a headache. And I thought that was very dramatic. Um, and it kind mm. of it, ah. it, it it suggested that you know that it was overriding all of his senses, and uh, Ooh, and I, I, like and I felt the power of that headache. Um, there's a pretty gross bit with his blood pulsing from his shirt. Um, mm. it's when the guy's been shot. Uh, yeah. he's been shot. God knows where in the in the spirit, and yeah, there's just blood pulsing out, and it it yeah it looks gross in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. look, there's another good thing. A nice-looking mountain near the end. Ooh. They've got some weird sort of painted mountain-looking things, and they're quite pretty. Yeah, nice. Love a pretty yeah. mountain. Pretty mountain. Oh, live for that. The physicality of Neil Breen staggering over bo- beer bottles and tools to an awkwardly cradled yeah. gym when he's dead is, is amazing, because yeah. he just fucking <laughs> barrels in from screen left. Crash, crash, yeah. crash. And he hugs Jim yeah. in a, like, it looks like a sleeper hold. He's got his arm up yeah. by, by his neck. And this is when he's rocking <laughs> him and being like, I can't believe you committed suicide, Jim. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> Just, what are you doing? Okay, I want to come to the, uh, I'm actually going to come all the way to the um, press conference. Okay. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. And then just applause. <laughs> like everyone's just happy with that. They don't know who this guy is. <sighs> How did he get this press conference together? But just the notion that somebody is hacking into government and corporate <laughs> systems is making everyone very happy. It's what the people wanted, and no, literally no one knew that until now. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, oh god. The that there is a scene when Neil Breen and his faithful finding are talking, and their faces are so <laughs> close, Paul. Uh, like. Yeah. I, I I demonstrated to Nell how uncomfortable it would be. Listeners, if, if you're if, if you're with someone, grab them and just get real close to them and just tell them anything, preferably about hacking. It's such an uncomfortable distance to be from someone's face. I can only imagine what it's like to be that distance from Neil Breed's face. I have never been that close to any human being, and I'm for one, I'm grateful. Uh, my final one then is just a really lovely piece of awkward dialogue where he just says, I and other insurance companies. <laughs> I, in- I insurance company. Just- I insurance company, and it's just wonderfully inept and yeah. baffling. Oh fuck me! It's <laughs> the fact that it's all done intercut with Neil Breen's smiley face is everything to me. So I've um, <laughs> I've got two two things left. Um, one is the meal, the spinach meal that he has, because there is no need to have this bit of the the scene uh, <laughs> at all, because it, it it goes before directly before him oh, and his faithful so finding just like arguing and her saying she's worried about him because he's doing the hacking of the secrets and it's just it starts with him eating a plate of about 20 (laughs) grams of spinach and he'll take a mouthful of it chew with his eyes wide open just glaring at this woman and as he sort of rabbit nibbles on it and 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 then puts it down and this with like the camera tells us this is significant because of where he's put it and it's going to get knocked over and oh no the spinach is going to go everywhere and and it's r- just yeah. raw spinach it doesn't it's it's the most redundant thing in the entire movie but it it just looks beautiful <laughs> um yeah and t- I got to tell you Paul I've got a, I've got a, I've got a line here uh, similar to um Ooh. if it can be destroyed by the truth it deserves oh, to be yeah. destroyed by the truth he's talking about yeah. the files the secrets that he's unlocked it will scare you but you should be scared because it is the truth. Boom. <laughs> Fuck yes, mate. Yeah, love it. Love that scary truth. So and good. the scary truth about Neil Breen is that he just makes incredibly compelling but not very good films. Yes. Uh, did anyone from the OG team have anything to say about this? 
funny you should mention the OG team because or anything, yes, really, I'm quite easy. What okay, they, what do they want? What do they want to talk about? We're always telling them. What do they want? <laughs> what do they well, want? Why are they here? Do you know, I don't give a fuck, Paul, because we've got some people <gasps> talking about fateful findings. Yeah. Kim, K- KY Kimberly, thanks for all your recommendations in the past, uh, Twin Dragon Encounters and the like, um, educa- educating us on Dave. What's his name? Dave Watsits from Postal. Postal. Oh, well, that. Thanks, Kim. Oh, that guy, the guy we didn't know. Yeah, I've... Foley. Oh, Dave okay. Foley. Right. Dave Foley. <laughs> That's it. So thanks for that. Uh, she says, oh, where to start? This is such peak Breen. The laptops, the hacking, the press conference, the yeah. hospital, the credits with fake companies that are just Neil Breen. <laughs> eats and eats, parenthesis. The oh, dialogue. God. This is the film by which all others must be judged. Yeah, it's really quite... It's, it's something very pure to it, mm. isn't it? There's a purity to it because it lacks the distracting metaphysical grandiose of um, yes. Pass Through. Um, there's something really boiled down pure Breen in this one yeah oh god it is just yeah undiluted breen uh janelle uh also on twitter oh says i cried tears of joy again i'm two for yeah. two from my breen viewing catalog why does he need yes. so many laptops why does he throw so many things <laughs> at those laptops it must be oh, breen god. to be believed <laughs> very good <laughs> you gotta breen it you gotta breen it <laughs> please and the inexplicable nature of it is so immense the oh. fact that you just cannot even begin to imagine what he might have been getting at. I know. That's that's it's the thing. Wonderful. There's just there is there is no basis for comparison comparison in my brain. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um, moving over to Patreon. Mark Reed Ooh. says, "I thought I'd give this a watch. I'm about 20 minutes in. I think this week's episode will be a long quickfire." No, you're not wrong there, mate. Um, okay. <laughs> he was. he then continues. <clears throat> Look, Paul was a mushroom. Uh, I've no idea what the plot was to this movie, and it was really bad. However, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Most notably, where are my pills? I don't need these anymore, which made me laugh out loud. Um, It's the redundancy. Yes. (laughs) A whole bunch of non-functioning laptops, the office trashing slash sexy scene, and having a hard hard day at the office at the bank. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. It's the fact that Breen knows how this should go. He knows that someone should sweep stuff off a desk. Yeah. And then passionately take his wife there. But instead, we have a long sequence of him gradually picking things up and chucking them off the desk. And then he kisses his wife not really near the desk. <laughs> yeah. with it all, all the while oh. with an excited child's look on his face. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Pauls. Now, when oh, will you God. uncover government conspiracies or take off your shirts and do a kiss? We've already done half of that. Yeah. So, so you leave us alone. We're getting around <laughs> to the other bits. All right. Okay, over to um, <laughs> over to Meta, may it burn in hell. Uh, Paul Hawkins from Blockbusters says, "This is Ooh. a joke, right? There's no way a film could be released with that as the poster. Good luck with that one, <laughs> Paul." Oh no, you've got to watch Paul, it. Please, please, you've got to watch this. Please, you've got to. Oh God. Okay. Do it um, now. Please. Okay. Uh, finally, Nathaniel DeBell, the patron, says, "With this blunder, you have finally revealed your time of recording." Oh, um, <gasps> shit. <laughs> genuinely, all that's left is my is my actual street. Uh, I don't have the heart. I don't have the heart to watch a Neil Breen film. I'm not sure about the morality of perpetuating one man's delusion for entertainment. Stop with your prescient comments, Nathaniel. All right. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Very. Yes, we've, very true. Very true. Very true. It's very true. And it's important to keep aware of it. Yeah. And it's okay yeah, for us to say all... you're right, but then continue doing it. Hey, I'm doing. We're doing a bad thing. We have agreed to do so. Yeah. And now we're going to do that bad thing. I, 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 I think this is just to to be expected with this uh, a homunculus idea of a podcast that we've got going on. We can offset it, perhaps. Yeah. We'll um we'll make a donation after this to a, a really talented young filmmaker to, to Neil Breen's next film. <laughs> no, no, you haven't learned anything, says Nathaniel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joker's and then we swing off yeah. onto our pirate ship that I bought <laughs> with the real with the money I said I was going to do a thing with. Years and years of that, it really paid off. Um, Paul <laughs> Hawkins also a patron. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks so much, OG team. Thanks, OG team. Good stuff. Keeping us in check and keeping us in good things. Oh, yeah. That brings us to the one better thing. The one better thing. I'll just this say one. I think I yeah it's very good. I do think I prefer pass through. So I would okay if recommending someone someone who wanted to start with Neil Breen, I think I'd start them on pass through. Okay, 
Same sense of wonder for me, but it's yes. The vision is perhaps grander for pass through. Yes, this is a bit purer. It's pure mm. versus grand. It's you know David Lean. It's your brief encounter versus your Lawrence of Arabia. There and, you go. Um, That's it. That's exactly your, it. Or Memento versus Interstellar. You know, do you want the ambition or do you want the you know purity? Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference here. The one better thing. Speaking of purity. Oh, yeah, speaking of purity, how can people find out about our faith uh, faith vows that we've both taken to each other? <laughs> Not the kind of faith vows you'd think, but vows nonetheless. <laughs> um, you can find out more about that on Twitter and Facebook at OGDPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGDPod at gmail.com. We have a Patreon yes. where for as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to content such as our Scream, fo- sorry, our Scraform uh, Halloween Uncut uh, and Boot, yes. uh, the Halloween <laughs> Sneak Preview uncut Special. Cute. Yeah, I, I I learned how to alt type and umlaut in my uh, on my laptop <laughs> for this. Yeah, and hundreds of hours of other amazing episodes. Thank you so Woo! much to uh, Luke Cianso, who's our, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I'm sorry, uh, our latest patron. And I know that I inconsistently thank patrons on air or just in the episode description. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 sorry. Much like our approach to this movie, I don't know is the answer. And uh, I'm working on <laughs> We're result- flawed human beings. Very flawed. Very, very that. flawed. But thank you so much to everybody. Flawed. Thank you so yeah. much to all patrons. It's amazing. Uh, it check really out our is. D&D quest, uh, quest cast, Pod Fantastic. Yep. And, um, <laughs> Fuck yeah. And other things where we're great. And goodbye. Other things where we're great, including great real bye. life. Yeah. I'm Paul Great. I'm real Paul Life. And remember, the one good thing about Neil Breen's mm. fateful findings is that sometimes the best laughs can only be shared between friends. Mm.